You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From uh, I'd like to get to from the uh, a person who served as the head of uh, one of the big community shuls. He says in his biography that he was actually the Rabbi Koylil of Kansas City. Uh, he came as quite a young man. Uh, is we're talking about Rashmul Tuvia Stern, known as Tibor Stern. Uh, he was born in 1920, and in 1949, uh, around there, uh, he came to Kansas City. He was there for six years, so a rel- rel- relatively young man. Um, who was on the rise. He then spent, uh, in 1955, he moved to Miami, and he was a rabbi there for 50 years in Miami Beach. Very well known as giving hashkochas on a number of different products. Uh, and the author of quite a, a number of svarim, at least I think about some somewhere, uh, some at least 39 or 40 svarim. And in his chuvas, he discusses questions that arose, a number of questions that arose in Kansas City. And one of them is really relevant to what we've been studying about in terms of Brismila. And let's get started, shall we, with this. And hopefully we'll be able to share some of the ideas and possibilities that Rav Shmuel Tevishtern, Sochana offered. So we start here on in our Surba Sefer, a source about Suffolk Mila. A regular cotton is Nima Lushmina, the source says, a Mishnah and Shabbos. Uvatisha Lasora. Sometimes it could be on the ninth day, sometimes it could be the tenth, the eleventh, and the twelfth. Now, of course, we've talked about when Mila is pushed off for health reasons. But here, the baby is quite healthy. That's not the issue. The issue is we're not sure if we could actually do the bris on the eighth day. But why not? So the right, so the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, okay, Tzad, Kedarko Lishmona. If the baby is born, and it's not born after sunset, we know exactly what the calendar day is. Afternoon. Let's say today's Shkia was about 527, let's say. So if, if the baby was born at five o'clock, Today, then you would have the bris next Sunday. You would have next the bris next Sunday morning, even though the baby didn't have seven complete days. Um, however, if the baby would have been born, let's say, past five twenty-seven in in the period where we're not sure what day it is, so even though there might be a lot of chesedim, or might be davening mincha still, but the baby would not get the bris on Sunday. Now, let's say the baby would be born. Uh, it, would been, it wouldn't have been Sunday afternoon, but it would have been Shabbos afternoon. And the baby was born either right after, right after Shkia or Friday evening right after Shkia. So in that case, Nola Ben Ashmoshos 
Nimolatisha, we push it to the ninth day because we don't know. Benash Moshos is a suffix which day the calendar date is connected to. So if the baby is born Friday night, Friday evening after sunset, is the baby born on Friday or is the baby born on Shabbos? Well, if we know the baby's definitely born on Shabbos, the baby would be born after the three stars come out. So we know the baby is born on Shabbos, and we know the bris will be on Shabbos. But since the baby was born on Friday after Shkia, we don't know if the baby's born on Shabbos. We can't determine that. That's a suffix that we can't know. And since it's a suffix, if the baby was born on Friday or Saturday, we don't do the bris on Friday because the baby might have been born on what was called Saturday or it's called Shabbos. But the baby might not have born on Shabbos. So you couldn't, it's a suffix. You don't have a right to give the bris on Shabbos either. So that baby will 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 basically wait until Sunday. And that'll be a baby that is Nemo on the ninth day. Because it's only a Vada'i mitzvah that's Docha Shabbos. The Apostle says, That's to be a Vada'i mitzvah. And sometimes you can, you can even have a second, like you can see. Now, so you can't give him the bris on Shabbos. So, so it's almost like since it was born Friday, if you want to count Friday as day one, Shabbos is day two, the next Shabbos is day nine, you have to wait till Sunday, which is like it's the tenth day. Let's say Shabbos is followed by Yontif. So the baby that was born on Friday afternoon, and even though some people say he was born on Friday, and that would be day one, you'd have to wait till day 11 because you don't do a bris on Yontif either unless you know it was Mila. It's definitely not Mila Bismanai. In other words, there's a malacha involved in doing a bris. What malach is involved in doing a bris? It's a tikkun. We consider the act of circumcision a tikkun for the child, and therefore there's a cutting and there's a there's a there's a there's a bloodletting that's happening. There's a cutting with blood, and it's sort of like an act of shechita that you want to have. Uh, you want to have things done properly. So there, that's a malach on Shabbos. So you have a malach on Shabbos or a malach on Yontif. Well, you're not allowed to do a Moloch on Yontif either unless this is the Zman. It's definitely not the Zman. So therefore, what would happen is you would have the bris. Um, um, you, you would have to wait till the 11th day. Now, if it would be Shabbos followed by two days of Rosh Hashanah, then you would have to be the 12th day because you have to wait for the two days of Rosh Hashanah to be gone because the Rosh Hashanah two days has a din of, of Kedusha Achas. And as the Shulchan Aruch explains, The Shulchan Aruch actually has a Chiddush here that even if it's a Yontav Sheni Shogolius, hmm, why? Because he's definitely not the eighth day anymore. And 
Um, and on that, we have the Shach who says that uh, you know, we would have the bris already because you know we, we pushed off the bris quite a bit. However, as you can see here, the Chsam Sofer says that that if you look in the Rishonim, you see that it's not Doch again to say it's also. Now, let's throw in another suffix. How about you're not sure when it happened? It wasn't, you're not sure if it was after Shkia or not. So here we have from the Sefer Oitzra Bris from a modern day Moyo who put together Halachis. So even though you don't, you, you can't assume that I don't know if the baby is born Friday after Shkia, but since you don't know, there's a suffix whether it was born then, and therefore you have to again assume that lachumra that the baby was born at night, and therefore um, you have to you cannot assume that this was actually eight days. In other words, let's say this was a suffix whether it was born peinashmoshos on Shabbos afternoon. So again, you would have to wait till Sunday, and that's when you would have the bris. Takes on a conversion, has to have a mila. Let's say he'd already undergone a circumcision process. So now the question is is that person possible to have that mila? Now, it could be the actions that were done to this person satisfy completely the Jewish requirement of being circumcised. Still, we paskin, there needs to be a prick of blood taken from the person in that spot. And that somehow the blood is in a way a a replacement for the act of the bris mila that obviously we can't do because the foreskin's not there. There are children who are born and it doesn't seem like there is a foreskin. The foreskin is not there. It's not visible. It doesn't seem like there is a foreskin. Still, what do you do? So, these persons have these actions done to them on the eighth day. Even though the Gemara says this is a suffix bris. In other words, we think hatofistam bris might mean something. It's not clear. On one hand, you would say that he doesn't have, there's no bris to be done. But maybe, maybe there's still some aspect here that we can be mekayim. The case of the katan, maybe what's going on is that there is an orla there, but it's covered. We, we just can't see it. We can't determine the foreskin. And maybe if we cut there, that could somehow be a kiyum. The Rambam quotes both of these halachas together. This is the one who's had a procedure and one who doesn't seem like he needs a procedure. And then we have this, an androgynous, right? 
androgynous, right? Androgynous, man and woman in one body, seemingly. But who are you? There seems to be a, a, a shaft, a penis, perhaps even testicles. And also what was, appears like a vagina. So the Rambam says that that person needs Mila Shmini. Just like the Kotan who's Noywad Mohal. Now, a Yotse Dofan is a person who was born through Caesarean section. Caesarean section. The Pasuk says in Parsha Sazriya, Ishaki Sazriya, Vyoda Zohar. So the Torah describes a birth connected to where the woman, where the conception began. So the, the birth is tethered to the act of conception, which means a vaginal birth, like the vaginal conception. But let's say the birth occurs. Yes, the child has left the mother's body, but not left it in the through the birth canal. Does that child need a bris bishmini? We're not sure, but it gets one. Let's say there's two foreskins, malanishte and bishmini. However. Okay. So these are all suffix cases, and yet the halacha demands to treat them lechumra, give them the bris, and try to do it on the eighth day. However, the Rambam says that that child who's the hatafastam bris, the yotzidofan, and the androgynous. And the person with the two Arlos, Why? Because it's one thing to say you have a mitzvah, but it's only where it's a vadai. It has to be a vadai, a vadai mitzvah. A vadai mitzvah is the Shabbos. And this is the same halacha we saw about the Bein Hashemoshel's child. We're not sure. If you have a suffix, so here, it's not a suffix whether it's the eighth day and whether it's Mila Bismanai. It is definitely the eighth day. The Shaiwas, is this a child that needs Mila Me'ikar Adin? We do give the baby a Mila, but it's not a Vada'i. Since it's not a Vada'i, it's not Doha Shabbos because misafek, maybe there is some sort of orla there. The androgynous, there's a suffix whether you whether you mal this whether this whether this child is mechuyev in mila, the suffix is determined to be lechumra that you do do the bris, you do cut the 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 foreskin off. However, you don't make a bracha. Why? Because if it's not a vadai, there's no brocha. 
So this is fascinating. There's a chiyuv minatayra to do it. And again, this gets into the question of when, you know, is it a, is, or mechuyiv minatayra, or is it only mechuyiv midarabon, and it's a suffix. And we're machmir, because it's a suffix from the Torah, we do it, but we don't make a bracha. This is not a vada. The in, on this the Raivad, and basically many of the Chachme Provincia and many of the Chachme Ashkenaz gang up on the Rambam, and they feel that if if the determination is you should do the mitzvah, then you should make the bracha as well. It's true, Anadragonus is a suffix whether he deserves a bris meal or not. But you would make a bracha because it's a suffix daraisa. Val suffix daraisa mevorchen, says the rabbi. He says there is one difference, the my. Because Roy Vamayoritz are my surnames. We'll see what the Ravid means in a minute. But the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam. So you have a Machlaikas, the Ravid, and the Rambam. Whether you make a broch on Milas in Kansas City, Missouri, an androgynous child was born. And Tibor Stern, Shmultovi Stern, all of 31 years old, felt he was going to try to be Mavar the Shaila. Now, Lechair, it's Pashat, right? Androgynous, you have to do the bris. Okay. Well, are we going to make a bracha? It's the Rambam and Raivad. How do we paskin? How should we paskin? That was one question. But there was something a little more complicated than that. Let me read to you what was going on. And here's what was going on. Baby that was born in 1951 in Kansas City, there was a penis. The baby's the urinating was happening from the vaginal area. There was no um, hole. I'm not sure exactly what you call it. So there was no urethra. Is it the urethra? Is that what it's called? I think so. That 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 allows that allowed urine to come out. And remember, this was in 1951. We're not exactly sure what he has inside of himself. Maybe it'll take time. So, meaning that it looks like he's like he has male genitalia. So even though along with the male genitalia he has female genitalia, they're able to do a surgery. They can actually even go internally if they need to, but definitely externally. And this way, what they would do is turn him into a, an external male. 
כדי שישארו זוכר כלפי איברים החיצוניים. אוקיי, so they can do a surgery. But remember, he has a problem because his penis is not a proper one. But there is a foreskin, there is a shaft, but there's no neck of Hashem. So what, is, what are the doctors saying they're going to do? Haropim yechasu is neke vashes and apsucho, v'mokam anachos. So basically, they're going to put skin and blood material over the place where the urine is coming out. V'yasu neke v'chodosh be'emtza hagid. And they're going to, they're going to uh, create a hole in the other place, in the shaft, and somehow you know, shift things inside that the, the, that the, that the, that that's going to be where the urine will come out. But in order to do this, they need, they need to have the foreskin material and also the or hapriya. In other words, this, when you, when you pull the, the membrane down, they need to, they need that skin too. Because they're going to use the skin and and blood vessels that are still in that area and in that foreskin, and they are going to use that to cover the vaginal area, and also they're going to use that to insert into where they're going to make the operation procedure in the penis. They're going to use that that material in order to sort of create. The, the 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 tunnel that they need inside when it comes to plastic surgery you need to stick this skin that you've severed into the place that you're now going to reinsert it very quickly actually it has to be that right when you cut it, there's still living cells, living blood there. And there's still blood flowing there in the place where you had cut. So you can't, even though halachically we can follow the Shulchan Aruch, the Rambam, the, the Mishnah, that this child has a, 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 a male aspect and therefore he's an Orel and you need to cut it, but you can't do the bris kedin. In other words, the male—the male can't do that. That you need a, a, a plastic surgeon to do it. Because if you just have a regular bris, then it's not going to be able. They won't be able to use that skin. So what should we do? You want to have a yoreshamayim, a shemer shabbos person who believes in the mitzvah, if you can speak to the Jewish doctor, the Jewish plastic surgeon, and the Bezdin is there, the, the, the rabbis are there, somehow, you know, in a way, whispering in his ear, I guess, and tell him, please think you're doing L'shev Mitzvah Smila, maybe that could work. Say that this is an illness that needs to be cured and has to be done, so it could be, we say, that the person is, although they didn't have an act of Mila done, the result was that. So the, even if the person is not a Jew, 
not religious, and they're not they're doing it before the eighth day, but what's the result? The result is that there isn't an orla there. So maybe you don't even need to worry about the doctor. This was an illness. But then T Tibor wonders, is it really an illness? It's really not, is it? In other words, the idea that he should not be an androgynous, that he should not be an androgynous person, the idea that he should live, if that's what, the again, the parents are going to make the decision that he's going to not be a woman, he's going to be a man, he's not going to live as a half-man, half-woman, is that called Rafua? Again, this was in 1951 he was thinking about this. Um, because maybe it is. Because it's a physical act, but it also will spare him the shame and the frustration that, what is he? Is he a man? Is he a woman? And this way, the fact that he externally shows himself as a man, that's a refuah. And maybe because for refuah reasons, you could have whoever type of person do it, and you could say, well, that person, we don't have to do a ritual act of a bris milah. Didn't it have these, comple these complicated aspects? Would we make the bracha now? So we saw the Rambam says you shouldn't make the bracha, and I showed you the raiva that says, hey, you know, you should. What is this based on? So the Rambam was actually um, asked about this from the, um, from the Chachmei Lunil. The Chachmei Lunil in Provence, um, where the Rivad lived, they were just like the Rivad. They didn't understand this halacha. They felt that the Gemara seemed to indicate the opposite. Here's the Gemara that they were quoting. The Gemara says that you make uh, that even though you have a mitzvah the rabbanon like near Hanukkah, you make the brocha asher kedishonam savitzivon aladik near Hanukkah. The question is raised: How can you make a brocha vitzivonu? Where are you commanded? Are we commanded to 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 by God to be madik near Hanukkah? So, Rav Avia said leisosur. The rabbis can create hakonos as well, not just explain aspects of Teresh Peh or Teresh Biksav according to the rules of Teresh Peh, what this mitzvah means, and you have to listen to them, but they can also institute hakonos that you have to listen to. And that's leisosur. So we are commanded, in other words, that you made us holy and commanded us to light the Hanukkah lights. Where did you command us? Because you commanded us to listen to the Bezdin. Rav Nehemia says, we have a Pasuk that says, We have a Pasuk, it's not based on Leisosa, Rav Nehemia says. The Rambam's Girsa, by the way, we know from the Chuvas Rambam is Rav Nachman. So, and that seems to me a better Girsa. But anyway, but whether it's Rav Nehemia or Rav Nachman, it's an Amora. And he says, we know it from the fact that we are supposed to get lessons from Chazal. It might not be Leisosur, 
But we know from the Nevi'im that this is what they know the best for us, and they believe these mitzvahs are important. So Mesev Rav Amram, Rav Amram asked, how could you say that you make a broch on a mitzvah the Rabbonon? One of the most important mitzvahs the Rabbonon that was very prevalent was the Mai. That was a takona that they made in the time of Rabbi Yechonon, uh, Rabbi Yechonon Koyen Godel, when they did research and they discovered that there was a decent percentage of Jews who weren't taking uh, my, they weren't taking Meiser Shani. Um, they were not being Machben and giving even Meiser to the Levium. They found that they did give Truma. And therefore, they made a very sweeping Takana that whenever they would, you would buy stuff, whenever you would buy produce from Amoritz, you'd have to treat it. Even if the Amoritz gave you his word that he had actually taken care of it, you have to assume that it was not, that it's not, it's that it has a, has a din like Tevel. And that's called demai. You're not sure what it is. So what does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says that demai, if you need to, since it's only in Isra Darabonon, it's not really Minatira Tevel. The Amarit says that it's okay. He did do everything he was supposed to. You could use it for an Eruv, meaning, let's say, you can contrib- it can contributed for the Eruv to allow people to go from one a house to another house or to the public area that's called the chotzer. They can even go into a place where those chotzeros lead into a larger area that's called shitufe mavos and mevorachan alav umizamnan alav. You can use it. You can make a bracha on demai if you want to use it for a kosher bracha, even though the material comes from an amaretz, this wine. And you could use it for a zimun, because you'd like to have a zimun of three people coming together and elevating your benching, even though the wine that you're using, and maybe even you know the the bread that you're eating together to make a zimun, is demai. Umafrishan I say orum, and you have a right, unclothed. If need be, to say, look, oh, I got to do this mitzvah. I've got to get, I've got to take off meiser. I've got to take off meiser sheni, meiser ani in certain years. You have a right to do it without any clothes on. And normally we say that if it's already past sunset and it might be Shabbos now, you're not allowed to take truma off. Why? Because if you're taking truma off from peros, you're being masakin those peros. It's almost like you took a hammer and put in the final nail into what you were trying to build. So here, too, you couldn't eat this food until you took off truma. So that would be if it would be truma vadais, tevil that you grew in your own yard and you knew you hadn't take truma off. But stuff that you'd gotten from Namoritz, that you're mechuyiv midarabonin to take truma, you can do that benash moshas. So what does Rav Amram say? He says, vi amrit kol midarabonin brocha, hocha ki how are you allowed, if, if, if you did a mitzvah the Rabbanon, which is taking off uh, Meiser Shani, taking off Meiser Rishon, taking off Trumas Meiser, which is also a tenth of what the Levi was supposed to get. How could you make a brocha if you're, not, if you're, if you're naked? You're not supposed to say the name of God in front of your naked body. 
So you see, it would seem, that you don't make a brocha on a derabona. And that's why it's all right. So Abayu says, Vada de Devreim boy brocha. If it would be a Vadai derabonon, then you would make a brocha. In other words, like lul, like 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 lulav after the first day, like uh, uh, taking uh, doing hadlokas neiros on Shabbos, near Hanukkah. They're derabonon, but of course you make a brocha because God wants you to listen to them. But this is a suffix to divreya. This is a suffix derabonon. This is the Rabbonin made it because of a suffix. Remember, the Amaretz is telling you, the Amaretz is telling you that he, the Amaretz is telling you that he did, he took it off. But Chazal are telling you, you have to be machmer. But even though Chazal are telling you to be machmer, it's a suffix. The suffix did the very boy brocha. We know on the second day of Yontif, you you make Kiddush. You take a lulav, right? Even if without the Takana of Yochanan and Zakev taking lulav all seven days, you still take a lulav on the second day and you make a brocha. So you you, you make a brocha on, on things on Yontif Shaina. You, 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 you make Kiddush. You you add brochas in the Shemayna Esrei that you wouldn't say normally. Oh boy, brocha. So if it's only misafek, you shouldn't be making any brochas. Just like Demai. The Mar says, Abaya's answer is awesome. Really, Yontav Shani, you shouldn't make brochas. The problem is, is that if you wouldn't make brochas, people would say this is a joke. So Chazal bent the rules. Normally, making a brocha is something you don't do. Because it's a brocha, it's a, you don't take the name of God in vain. And here you don't really, it's only a suffix. And even though you're supposed to go through the act of Kiddush, you're supposed to, in other words, you're supposed to treat this like the second day of Yontif, but normally you wouldn't make Kiddush and, and, or with brachis and everything, but here you do it, otherwise people would feel it's not really a real Yontif. So it wouldn't happen, in other words. That's Abaya's answer. Rav has said, no, 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 look. Demai, the reason why you don't make a bracha, really, Sveikos, you make a bracha. But Demai, even before the Amaretz tells you he took it off, Yochanan ben Zakkai's, when he did his polling to discover where people doing it, it was only a, a decent percentage of people that weren't. But there was a great, there was clearly more than 50%. There was Rove that even the Amaratsim were doing the right thing. But there was enough liars, or enough people weren't doing it, that we made the Takono. But it's not a 50-50 suffix. Therefore, the Yom Sheni, you treat like a 50-50 suffix. So you make a brocha because it might be. We don't know. Again, at the, before we were Biki and Bikvi of the Yarecha, we weren't sure whether this day was Yontif or the other day was Yontif when we lived far away from the place where they were Makabal Edus. So therefore, a suffix brocha, you, you would have to, you'd have to make a, you'd have to, a suffix day, you'd have to make a brocha. This is the question that the Ravid has from Rova, right? From Rova and even from Abaya. And this was the question they posed to the Ramba. So unlike most questions where the Ravid, like 
is criticizes the Rambam. Here we actually have This is the Rambam's truvas. Shall mitzvah the rabbonani. Look, first of all, the whole idea of a brocha is only the rabbonon. Whether it's whether it's it's whether it's midrabbonon or midaraisa, the mitzvah, the brocha is only the rabbonon for sure. They also, they made us, they were the ones who instituted we should we should articulate and say brochos. And they were also the ones who came up with the drasha that t- it's taking the Lord's name in vain when you make a unnecessary brocha. In other words, you could have said taking the Lord's name in vain is swearing something that's not true, um, even or or even using God's name to win a bet at a bar, like the Evan Ezra mentions in Parsha Yisroi. But that's not when you're trying to make a brocha, you're actually thinking how great God is. You're calling him the king of the universe. But since you don't need to, because it's possible you don't even have to uh, make a brocha here, and you making a brocha when you don't need to, because it's a suffix, and a suffix and a derabonon you you your lakula, and since every bracha is be'etzem a derabanan, because it's the rabbanan who make you the rabbanan the one who say you have to do the bracha, say the bracha, so it's called losisa to say the bracha. And that again is a rabbinic statement that that's called taking God's name in vain. So therefore, the Rambam says, "Kol davar shenistapik vano masias davar zemitzvah shenitztavino lo netztavino." Anything that we have. A suffix, whether we have the command or not, so when we when we 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 not sure whether the command is relevant or not, we do it, but we don't make a bracha. What's his proof? He's, he has a proof from sitting on the sukkah on Shmini Atzeres. We treat it like a day that we're not sure whether it's the seventh day of Sukkot or the first day of Shemini Atzeres. So you have to sit in the Sukkah. But the Gemara says in Sukkah, you don't make a brocha. And that, the Rambam says, is his source for any time you you do a mitzvah because you're not sure, and that's the reason why you're doing it. Right? You're not sure whether you have a mitzvah or not. You're not sure if today is the seventh day of Sukkot or the first day of Shemini Atzeres. And since I'm having a meal, I have to eat in the sukkah, but you do it without a bracha. And that's what I based my halacha on in Hilchas Mila that you asked me about, about the meal of an androgynous, that you don't make a bracha. Now, you asked, you mentioned this Gemara in Shabbos. Well, let's learn the Gemara in Shabbos up, the Rambam says. And the Rambam does what every good teacher, even, you know, or any person who's under attack, is wait, 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 let's go to your Gemara and I'm going to read, I'm going to learn the Gemara up with you. And here's the Rambam explaining the Gemara. And this chuva, by the way, was written not in Arabic, I believe, although it's possible. Again, I have to take a look and see. But it's come down to us in 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 the original in Hebrew, and it, it makes sense that the Rambam would write it in rabbinic Hebrew. But anyway, so he he, he brings the Gemara, and he says that he says he says that Rav Amram had a question. Abaya gave an answer.
Rava gave his answer. And if you read the Gemara honestly, he says, Nimtsu divrei kulam, Amram, Abaya, Barava, they are just trying to explain that this is the reason why brachos happen for Hanukkah and don't happen for other things. So anytime I agree, anything that's in the Gemara that says clearly you make a bracha, like 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 Natilas Yadayim on Eruv, anything where I yeah, you make the bracha. Whether it's a pure Darabanan or a Suffolk Torah. What's a Suffolk Torah? The Suffolk, or I'm sorry, a Suffolk in the Rabbanon. Suffolk Midivrayim. Yontav Shani, he calls a Suffolk similar to Demai. It's a Rabbanon Suffolk. But if there's nothing explicit in the Chazal about making a brocha, we're not going to make a brocha. And if we are Mesopic, like the case of the Androgynous, whether we're chayev to do a bris for that child or not, even though we're going to be machmer in doing it, there's no brocha. Now, well, how do you know you do the mitzvah? Because you sit in a sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. A koi, type of buffalo, or another type of, uh, another type of animal that you're not sure whether it's a domestic animal or a wild animal, so the din is that when you shecht it, you do kisi adam. But you don't make a bracha. And this is true with every suffolk mitzvah. So the Ramosha, Mayor Leva Abelafia, first of all, says, I, he says, I have a problem with this Rambam. Um, he says, you know, he saw what the Chachmei Bunil uh, received, and he said, Hmm. There's an in, inherent contradiction in the words of the Rambam. On one hand, the Rambam says that he calls making Kiddush on the second night of Yontif a Suffolk and a rabbinic mitzvah. But he says sitting in a sukkah on the eighth day is a Suffolk daraisa. He says that's not true. They're either they're either both the Rabbana or both daraisa. Where does the Rambam get He's, he seems to be intellectually inconsistent. That's one question that he asks. Again, doesn't really change things, but he feels the Rambam is, is intellectually inconsistent. Now, the second thing he says, the, the Chachme Lunil and the Ravid and everybody, Rav Meir Alevi Ramaz says, is zeroing in on Rava, which the Rambam seems to have ignored. Remember, Rava said the reason why you don't make a bracha, and we pass them like Rava, not like Abaya. The reason why we make a bracha, we don't make a bracha on Demai, because it's not really a suffix. The rabbis told us that we need to be machmir, even though they told us at the same time that we are fully aware that it's not a true suffix at all. But had that not been the case, then you would make a bracha. And the reason is, because if it really would be a 50-50 suffix, Meiser is a mitzvah minatera. And we're not sure if this is Chayv and Meiser. We're not sure if we're supposed to sit in the sukkah. It's Yontav Sheini. We're not sure if today's the first day of Yontav or not. You make a bracha. 
And even if the Rambam's right, that somehow Yontif Shani is different than Sukkot, I would say, you want to know about Androgynous? You have two sources. Sukkot tells you, don't make a bracha. Yontif Shani tells you to make a bracha. Now, you, if you want to ask me, Ramah says, I'll tell you why we don't make a brocha on Sukkot. Not because it's a suffix. It's because it would, it would cause, it would wreak havoc with, with your mental absorption of the day. Because if you would make a brocha, it would be a slap in the face to Shemidat Seres. Because, you know, on one level, you're, you're treating this like this is Shemidat Seres, a, a true yontif. So how could you be now making a brocha, leishe basuka, which means it's not really yontif? How could you do that? You're being mavato kadushas yontif, which is definitely midaraisa. So even if the Rambam is right that this is only rabbinical to, to keep yontif sheni, there's a reason why you're not making the brocha here. And remember, what did you do? You made Kiddush. You said Shmini Chagatzeres. How could you say Shmini Chagatzeres and then make a bracha leshevasuka? Therefore, the the uh, according to the Ramah, you would make a bracha on an android. You you would do a you would make a bracha alamila for the androidus. That's the Ramah. And the Ramah disagrees. There's also an inherent contradiction in the Rambam, and this is a question the Rashba asks. The Rambam says that when it comes to Kriyat Shema, if you're Mesupic, whether you read Kriyat Shema or not, okay, so I'm Mesupic, I, I just forgot, my memory is not strong. Did I say Kriyat Shema? Did I not say Kriyat Shema? So what's the halacha? I have to go back and say Kriyat Shema again. But I also say the brachas of Kriyat Shema. Now the brachas of Kriyat Shema are definitely the Rabbonon. Now even though it's not like the bracha. Those are still brochos that the rabbis created to say before you makayim the mitzvah kriyachma. Minatoira, those brochos don't exist. Chazal crafted them. Now you might have done the whole davening. You just don't know if you did any of the davening at all. Your mind went blank. Did I daven this morning? Did I go to shul? I don't remember. Did I say kriyachma or not? So the Rambam Paskins, what do you do? You have to say Kriyashma plus the Brachis. So this, the Rashba says, wait, this is a suffix whether you, or, yes, you're Machu, you have to say Kriyashma again. But the Brachis, you should be Potter. Because, remember, according to the, what the Rambam says in Hilchas Mila, you should be Potter. So those are the, the, that's the attack that the Rishonim themselves have Rabbi Huda says that you mal an androgynous on Shabbos. The reason is, the way Rav Stern learns, is because he might not be a Zohar, but he but this being is an Aurel. There is a penis that has a foreskin on it. That's an Aurel. And therefore, it says, you know, Himo Basar Orlasoi, that's an Aurel. So even though it's a it's it's a suffix whether this is a man or a woman. We don't know. It's a suffix zochar, suffix nekeva. But there's an orel here. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. The Rambam says that we paskin like the Chachamim. 
that hold, it, you need to be a Zohar Vadai to have the mitzvah of Mila. So why do you take, if it's not a Zohar, why do you do the mitzvah on the eighth day if it's not Shabbos? It's because Mila has two aspects to it. The act of cutting the foreskin, and which is a, a, a mice of a pail, and the result, which is foreskins are gone. The aura was gone. So that's the sheet of the, that's what the, that's the reason why you have a din to do a, a bris on an androgynous. Not because it's a zochar, but, but because this is an aurel. And Rav Stern says, a father, when he has the mitzvah, has two parts. There's the etza mitzvah, which is to cut the foreskin. And afterwards, there is another mitzvah, which is make sure that the aura was gone. And he says, that might not really be the father's mitzvah after a certain time. That's not really the father's mitzvah. That's everybody's mitzvah to make sure that those that those People don't have the foreskins. It's the result. When the child grows up, Rav Stern says, then the mitzvah leaves the father altogether because the idea that he should not be an orel, that's the child or the community. So by nandroganus, the reason why we why we cut the foreskin of, of, of an androgynous child is not because the act of cutting the foreskin is important. It's the result that there's that the child should not have the foreskin on him. And that's a vadai mitzvah. In order to eat the Korban Pesach, you have to do a bris for all your children. But if you have an androgynous child, that the mitzvah is just to get rid of the arwa, not to do the act of the bris, so it's possible you could eat the Korban Pesach even though the, the androgynous child hasn't had the bris. And with this, he says, I can answer the question the Ravid had on the Rambam and the Chachmei had and Meruei Babalafia and the Rashba had on the Rambam. As the Rambam says, you'll make a brocha. So it could be this Rambam and Raivadar with Shitoso. We know that when it comes to when you're Chayib Kores, so the Rambam says that every day when you grow up, this child, and you don't go to a surgeon or have a bris done to yourself, you're mavatal mitzvah saseh, but you're not chayiv kores. The Rambam says, until you die. The kores kicks in right before you died. The Raivad says that that's not true. Why, are, why aren't you giving him kores? Because he could do it every second? No. Every day he is mechuyiv to do it. And every day that he's not doing it, he's high of Kores. You definitely high of Kores for not having a bris mila. According to the Rambam, though, the chiv only happens if you die without getting a bris. 
So this famous Machlekes, the Rambam and Rav, Rav Stern, wanted to connect to our question of Androgidus. The Rivet says that the Israkaris is a din in the fact that there's still a foreskin on your body. That's why the chorus is there. The Rambam says, no, the chorus is because you didn't do the mitzvah yet of cutting. And therefore, in other words, the Rivet is saying, look, the kid grew up, he's still an Oro. As if you are aware of being an Orel, there's a Din Kares. According to the Rambam, why do you give a bris to the Andreganus? Not just because me suffolk. He's a Vadai. He's a Vadai Orel. The mitzvah is not on the fact that he's an oral. The mitzvah of Yom Hashmini is yimol, is to do to 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 deal with a, a definite zochar. We don't know if he's a zochar, but he's definitely an oral. We don't know if it's if this is a male or not, but there's definitely a foreskin here. There's definitely a an oral here, and since there's a definite oral, that's the reason why you do it. But the mitzvah of Shabbos is connected to the 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 idea of Chilul Shabbos is connected to uh, a, a being Maser the Orla, and that you only do with the Zohar Vadai. and the bracha is not is the bracha that we make is not on lo etzam mitzvah. The bracha that you make is did I have a mitzvah by cutting this foreskin off or not? Not that the mitzvah is to not be an Orel. The broch is based on al-hamila, on the cutting itself, not the result. And the mitzvah is you had the foreskin cut because you're a male. Therefore, you can't make the brocha on an androgynous. Whereas according to the rivad, the rivad holds the mitzvah of bris mila is the fact that you are uh, not an Oriel anymore. And therefore, a, a, a Androgynous was an Oriel, even though he's a suffix Zohar. And you don't even need the Gemara in Shabbos. Even without the Gemara in Shabbos, it really depends on how you understand what the mitzvah of Brismila is and why we're making a brocha on Brismila. We're making a brocha al-hamila, according to the Ravid, the mitzvah is not, the mitzvah is that you're not an Oriel. The mitzvah is get rid of the orla, not not. In other words, to be a person that doesn't have orla anymore. That's the mitzvah, according to the Rambam. The mitzvah is the act of mila, and mila is connected to the fact that this is a zochar. You don't know if this is a zochar. It's a, it's a zochar misofik, or maybe not. Definitely not a zochar. It's only an orel, and that's the reason why the rabbit says you have to make a brocha. So. You don't really need Rav Stern on this, but at least he gives the geschmack to this question. And how we, again, again, we have a now Suffolk Brocha Slohoko. They probably did not make the Brocha on this child. How they actually did the surgery and what happened? I'm going to leave that to other researchers to find out exactly what happened to this Kansas City child. And maybe they're still around now. And maybe you know, that would be an interesting, an interesting uh, investigation. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom. Shalom.